Light the stogie and get the podcast going. Cheer. My dog's going to make noise. Alright, we got the vididio up and running. Hope everyone's having a good old time. A big old day. Big old. A big old day. So, it's just uh, been exciting, inviting, awe-inspiring the last few days. These, uh, it's just a crazy time. We're living, living's in, living, L-I-V-I-N, living. So, to do with this light is flickering. What's flickering? Well, if that light goes out, I've got a backup flashlight so the people on YouTube can have a, a little, let a little light shine on me. Heaven let your light shine. Oh, not flashlight's flickering. Oh, whatever. So, uh, yeah, it's been uh, person personality. You know, it's like um, a family member, my mom, got sick at work yesterday. And so they sent her home and Like today she tried getting into a doctor's office and some people said she should have just went to the emergency room, but she wants to start seeing a doctor full time, you know, on a regular basis. And she, um, She found somebody, but they can't get her in for a week. You know, there's another doctor's office that uh, you would assume be for anyone. I used to go to this doctor, and it was like, good God, the scum of the area was going to this doctor. And um, it used to be like a walk-in clinic. And then it became like a private practice. Well, they wouldn't take her because she didn't have insurance. Thanks, Obama. And uh, she hasn't been to a doctor in over 30 years. She hasn't been sick enough to justify going to a doctor. 
her blood pressure used to be low now it's very high and so she um, needs you know doctor well can't get into the doctor she wanted to go to and in the other place it's like a county-run clinic where I go. She has to wait a week to get her doctor's appointment. So, she got her appointment scheduled for a week from today, from tomorrow, today, whatever. And hopefully it goes all well. I think it will. It's just like been crazy 24 hours uh, but it, all, it is what it is and celebrity news um, Alyssa Milano got in trouble uh, or there's been a Twitter storm I guess that's the new trouble you get into uh, she had a, a thing where she was doing makeup and the makeup made her appear African-American. Um, Let's see what happens here. The video is called Alyssa Milano's Evolution uh, colon Jersey Shore. And it's called Fu A Funny or Die Film. So, this was an MTV production. <clears throat> or, <laughs> so they show. They made her all up. They ma and they turned it into a poster. And then it shows the poster. It's obviously a stage. But shows the poster being hung up in a like men's bathroom over the urinal. Um, let's read the article from uh, it's called republicworld.com, and there's a link in the YouTube description. 
Let's see here. Alyssa Millar justifies herself as a snip from a parody video, or as a snip from a parody video goes viral and net netizes her, calling her racist. Here, look at her reply justification read. And there's like a picture of Alyssa. Alyssa Milano justifies her blackface makeup. Alyssa Milano's pictures with heavy makeup have lately been doing the rounds on social media. In the picture posted, she can be seen pouting dramatically while her face is covered in tanning makeup. The act, she's an actress, not an actor. Everybody's called an actor now. Whatever. Okay, so the actor who is also a left-wing activist decided to justify herself through a tweet where she spoke about how the picture was snipped out and the actual piece is something very different from what is being portrayed. The video shared Alyssa Milano can be seen dressing up as Polizzi who is a detailed has a detailed history when it comes to geographical identification. In a long paragraph posted, the actor wrote she was being targeted and trolled by right-wing activists for a video she made just to make people laugh. She also wrote that the purpose of the video was to parody Snooky from Jer- Jersey Shore. Yeah, that's what I get when I look at the video. It really is. Um, and Snooky is Italian, I guess. Um, and so is Alyssa. Oh, she also suggested that her true believers can shut down the people sharing the screen grab and showing them that the actual video is have a look at the video posted by the actor actress on her twitter um so yeah it it just kind of doesn't seem like that big of a deal uh there's a link in the description on youtube for this um Then she added a bunch of Republicans. Why did she at at Senator Mitt Romney? He's a rhino. Um, but anyways, she she said, "Are you okay with this?" At GOP, at Matt Gates, he's a Republican senator or congressman. Senator Mitt Romney, he's a rhino. At Ted Cruz, he's Spanish. Senator, Senate Majority Leader, that would be Mitch McConnell. At Mark O. Rubio, he's Spanish. At Lisa Murkowski. I mean, why is she asking them if they're okay with it? Who cares if they're okay with it? Um, I mean, seriously. 
But um, another person that is in hot water over this blackface stuff is Jimmy Kimmel. And, you know, he did a few things. He did a Snoop Dogg parody. And he needs to give a lot of props to his sound engineer because I listened to some of this and the the flow and the overall like music I guess you would call it is horrible <coughs> sorry oh, my sinuses but the voice they made his voice sound just like Snoop Dogg. I thought it was a collaboration between him and Snoop Dogg. And I'm like, well, what's the problem here? Uh, the song he did in 1996 before he was uh, really famous was on K-Rock uh, radio station in Los Angeles. And it's called Christmas in the LBC. And he uses the N-word repeatedly in the song. Somebody counted six times, but I mean, they made his voice sound just like Snoop, but the you know the flow's not there. It's not Snoop Dogg-ish. Um, Snoop Dogg is a great rapper, awesome freestyler. Just, I mean, he he's an amazing artist. He's an amazing artist. Um, He's even done some gospel lately, although he did like gospel and then he did a rap video of him shooting Donald Trump in the head. I don't think that's what Jesus would do, Snoop. Just saying. So, uh, but Kimmel, okay, did that in 1996. Then from 99 to 2004, he was on a show called The Man Show. Which, it, it, it was just, you know, glorifying being an overweight guy. Uh, he, he was never really overweight. He was a little heavier then than he is now on ABC. But, you know, to be on ABC, you have to look like, uh, who's that doofus? Ryan Seacrest. So, Jimmy had to get skinny to be on ABC. But, uh, so he did this, these parody videos of, like, Oprah Winfrey, where he painted himself black. He did, uh, uh, like, it was an ongoing series of parodies of the basketball player Carl Malone. And he's justified it. He's done a half-hearted apology by saying, well, I wasn't portraying the entire black race when I did this. I was a specific parody of Carl Malone, uh, and there was also one of Oprah that he doesn't bring up. Nobody, the media doesn't want to touch the all-powerful, almighty Oprah. Um, um, so... 
that was his justification of uh, dressing up in quote-unquote blackface. He was parroting a character. Now, uh, I did see another thing where uh, Howard Stern uh, was on The View. I think it was recent. Um, And he did a blackface sketch way back in the 90s when... Or maybe in the early 2000s. Man, it's all a blur to me. But... Maybe I shouldn't have drank so much in the late 90s, early 2000s. But, uh... Not... I wasn't... What do you call it? I wasn't a Howard Stern fan when he did this parody. But it's him doing a Ted Danza. Ted Danza? No. No, wait. Is that... Ted... Dancing. Sam Malone from Cheers. He was dating Whoopi Goldberg. And he did a a movie with Whoopi. Will Smith when he was still. uh, Will was on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And he wasn't the big Hollywood star he is now. And Ted did this thing where he was dating Whoopi Goldberg in a movie and in real life. And then... He painted himself up in blackface, and Whoopi wrote a bunch of jokes for him. And then Ted got, you know, uh, all this outrage from, like, the NAACP and different uh, black organizations for doing blackface, which is, um, uh, it's what they used to do in the 30s, 40s, when black actors weren't allowed to work with white actors. In fact, I don't know if there were any black actors at all. A lot of uh, good black singers in the 1940s. Cab Calloway and uh, well, he may have been like 50s and 60s, but whatever. Uh, He, uh, Ted Danza, you know, did this thing. Then he had to come out and make an apology speech. Uh, So Stern parodied parodied him. And Stern was playing the part of Ted in blackface. And Sherman Hensley, George Jefferson, was playing the role of Whoopi Goldberg. And Stern uh, used the N-word repeatedly in this video. And then... Um, he was on the view and denied ever saying the n-word he said that you know they had a member of the Ku Klux Klan that used to come on his show regularly uh, and this cracker from the Klan would obviously use the n-word very loosely Uh, but even at one point Stern said the N-word to Robin Quivers, and I don't think she was acting. I think she was serious. She's like, you don't, you, you can say that word to Whoopi, but don't you dare say that to me. I'll get up and walk out of here. I don't need this, this show. Uh, or something to that nature. So, <clears throat> you know, Stern did say the N-word. He did do blackface. 
uh, as did now Jimmy, yes, did Jimmy Kimmel. The thing about Jimmy Kimmel's apology, however, is that he said, I was just playing a character. Well, Megyn Kelly, you know, she jumped from Fox News to ABC, and her ratings were horrible. So they were probably looking for an excuse to get rid of her. But she said, you know, back in the days when uh, actors did blackface, they weren't, you know, portraying the entire black race. They were playing a character. And she got fired from ABC for that. <clears throat> now, here's Jimmy Kimmel who works for ABC uses the same excuse, except he was the one doing blackface. And he is on a vacation uh, for the rest of the summer. And he said, you know, when he took his vacation, I didn't even know that this blackface thing had come up before his vacation. I just saw some lame-o announcement you know, where Jimmy Kimmel announces he's taking a vacation. Well, he's been on vacation since the virus thing broke. You know, he's been doing monologues on his cell phone from his house. But anyway, he said he's officially taking vacation for the rest of the summer. Then I found out that the blackface story had hit a few days before this vacation. And then a few days after his vacation announcement, he comes out with this half-assed apology. But isn't it strange, ABC fires one person for saying other people put on blackface to portray a character, and another person does put on blackface and says, oh, I was just portraying a character and one gets fired and one doesn't. I don't know where it's gonna go. I don't think anyone should ever get fired for speaking their mind, ever, ever, ever. You know, in ABC and that are private companies. But there's one right of mine I do not let people infringe upon. Well, two. Uh, but the first one is the First Amendment. It gives me the right to practice my religion and it gives me the right to speak my mind. I don't think anyone's rights should be interfered with in that regard. Now, your ABCs and that are private companies, the right to freedom of religion and freedom of speech, uh, the Constitution is protecting you from the government. It does not protect you from a private company. And that's the way it should be. But I don't think anyone should ever get fired for, for speaking their mind, even if it's offensive to some, uh, whether it's Megyn Kelly or Jimmy Kimmel. Um, you know, when Jimmy Kimmel did his Carl Malone and Oprah impersonations, people laughed. Not many, because his show wasn't that popular. And his late night talk show is not that popular either, but... It's just interesting that if conservatives do 
or say things lambasted. If Democrats, liberals do and say the same things, free hall pass. I don't know. Falls in a well, eyes go crossed, gets kicked in the head by a mule, go back to normal. I don't know, as Cousin Eddie would say on National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I'm an idiot. <laughs> All right. So, in other news that is good news. <laughs> shit. Um, there's a story came out over the weekend. And it was broke by Joe Biden. At... I don't know, he, Creepy Joe has come out of his basement and has been doing rallies, not 12,000 person rallies and not 20 million viewers. Right, my show you back up. Not twenty minute, or pardon me. Not twenty million viewers on cable TV and on the internet. The most views, because I tried to find uh, Joe Biden's speech because Jim Cornette, the wrestling manager raved about the, how it was the greatest speech, you know, since, like, Kennedy's inauguration. Uh, Corny didn't say that, but, um, that's basically how he made Joe Biden's speech from, uh, Lancaster, PA sound. It was like it was the greatest, you know, political speech of all time. And anyways, um, so either in this, in his speech, or in some uh, interview, Biden broke this story that the Russians had put out hits, okay, on American and British soldiers in Afghanistan. Uh, the president and all his advisors say he wasn't briefed on this. And he is being brought up to speed on this as we speak. Uh, well, as of star date, June 6th, 2020, he was being brought up to speed on this, but he had not been briefed on it before. And so he goes, uh, Biden breaks this story. Russians put hits out on American soldiers or bounties. I think it was a bounty. That if, uh, you know, a Taliban or ISIS could kill an American soldier, they would receive so much money from uh, Russia. We don't know when this occurred. Evidently, it was fairly recent if uh, it was something Trump should have been briefed upon. Uh, 
but was not. Also, um, you know, how did Biden get the information if Trump didn't get it? So obviously there's a leak somewhere in the intelligence community that's feeding the Biden campaign things. And of course, this is all to make Trump look bad. And the media's running with it. So, the matter of the fact is, hot Kaylee McEnany, in her daily press briefing, repeatedly rebutted and answered questions from the press, if you can call them that, in regard to this. Um, they, basically, the point of her statements were the intelligence community, community did not feel that this threat was credible enough to warrant briefing the president on it. That there just wasn't enough credible evidence. Uh, they did pass it on to British intelligence organizations. And the question was brought up again, well, if they felt it was important enough to pass it on to Britain, why not in, uh, brief the president? And again, her, her answer was there were conflicting opinions in the intelligence community on whether or not it was a credible threat or credible story to pass it on to the president. So the intelligence community decided not to pass it on. Now, other media outlets are saying that, well, this was in the president's daily uh, briefings that he's supposed to read, uh, inferring that he doesn't read those. But the official word from the White House right now is he was not briefed on this. He's invited uh, you know, Republicans of the top Senate intelligence, the people that need to be in the know, in the Senate Intelligence Committee uh, to the White House to get briefed on this. He extended the olive branch to the Democrat leadership on the House Intelligence Committee, but they did not respond. Yay, Democrats. So, Politico is reporting, and this seems like kind of a biased partisan article, but whatever. Senate Republicans squeeze Trump over Russian bounties. Senate Republicans are vowing to get to the bottom of bombshell reports that Russia offered bounties to Afghan militants for targeting targeted killings of U.S. troops overseas and suggested that Retaliation against Moscow be in order. Let's see. 
There's a picture of Marco Rubio. Key committee chairs made it clear on Monday that they will press the White House for answers about the intelligence assessment and GOP senators push President Donald Trump to exact severe punishments on the Kremlin if the claims are true. Even the president asserts that he was never briefed on the matter. So this is the key, if the claims are true. So this is not something that you just call up Vladimir Putin and say, hey, did you do this? Is this true, shunny? Uh, of course he's going to say no, right? Um, but this is, it's something very serious. I mean, this is like World War Three shit. I mean, come on. And, trust me, Russia was never what it was built up to be. Uh, they do have some new submarines that are uh, quiet. You know, back in the 80s when they had, like, uh, the Cold War was ending. Yeah, they had these great submarines that had, like, you know, nuclear ballistic missile launch and uh, were good for sub-warfare. But they were so damn loud and clangy. I don't know what the engines or what they were running these things on. But they were so noisy, sonar could pick them up. And the American, you know, sailors on American subs would basically joke, yeah, they're... You know, you can hear them coming a mile away uh, just by putting your ear to the wall of the, your own sub. Um, I mean, they were supposed to be very good, you know, submarines, tough, you know, able to withstand, you know, certain uh, explosives, I guess you would call it. But they were noisy as hell. Um, now, you know, Russian subs have gotten better and can sneak up on American subs, but, you know, they can't hang with our Air Force. Um, their tanks are not nearly as good as ours, and so on and so forth. Um, their military just isn't the, you know, Mother Russia-loving military of, you know, the pre Cold War and pre-Cold War era. In fact, when, you know, the wall came down in Berlin, I had a lot of friends over there that uh, served in the military in the 90s. And they would, you know, talk about, you know, yeah, we were on this border with, you know, Russian troops on the other side. And, well, the wall, Berlin Wall came down in 1990, so my friends would have been after that. So, anyways, they would say, you know, we we were in contact with Russian soldiers at this or that place. And Russian soldiers weren't that different from us. You know, uh, it's like I say, we're all God's people. We all just got to get along. But, uh... The fact of the matter is, you know, um, 
a, a war between Russia and America would be over very quick. They're just not as loyal. Um, frankly, I mean, Putin became president of Russia and has clung to power this long because before him, the Russian mafia was running the country. So, you know, he's just, you know, he's, I think he's a pretend tough guy. It's funny, like, you know, he came to power when George W. was president, I do believe. And people told Bush not to trust him. And Bush had this, like, famous line, or sort of famous, if you were into politics back back then. Um, he, he said, when I look in Vladimir Putin's eyes, I see a Christian. Okay, George, I love you, but dude, seriously. So, uh, but Putin's not, not that tough. I mean, he may send, you know, droves and droves of Russian soldiers out to get killed, but I, I just don't see it. I mean, and of course, Trump will take all kind of flack, and the Democrats are calling him, you know, Russia's lackey, Russia's puppet again over this, but you know, whatever, Democrats. Um, out of Iran, where'd you go on your vacation? Iran. How'd you get there? I flew. Well, did you run or did you fly? Abbott and Costello. Uh, Iran issues warrant for Trump that Interpol rejects. This is from Air Force Times. Trump, uh, as you know, earlier this year uh, had an assassination strike or a decapitation strike against Iran's top top military leader there's a life flight helicopter going over my house that's what I heard um so of course everybody's you know had their panties in a wad over this um this guy was killing American soldiers so the other day or to yesterday Iran issued a warrant for Donald Trump's arrest, as well as uh, several other unnamed American uh, leaders for this uh, strike against Soleimani. That's the guy's name, Soleimani, that we took out. Uh, this could make travel for President Trump difficult. Uh, if, you know, somehow, some way, the Iranians, like, send their, try to send people to arrest Trump. But I don't know where in the hell and how the hell they would do that. <laughs> Furthermore, they've asked Interpol, which if you don't know what Interpol is, I'm going to read this to you from their website. Our full name is International Criminal Police 
organization. We are an intergovernmental organization. We have 194 member countries. We help police and all of them work together to make the world a safer place. To do this, we enable them to share and access data on crimes and criminals and we offer a range of technical operational support. Uh, so who makes up Interpol? The General Secretariat coordinates day-to-day -day activities to fight a range of crimes run by the Secretary General. It is staffed with both police and civilians and comprises a headquarters in Lyon, a global complex for innovation in Singapore and several satellite offices. Well, why are they landing that helicopter? Stop. Okay. Stop. My damn dog decided to get whiny. Because I was looking out my window. Let's see if I can copy and paste this. Whoop. So that's what Interpol is. They're not going to... <laughs> help Iran with this cockamamie uh, um, warrant for Donald Trump's arrest. Um, it's, you know, it's a, what the hell is the word I'm looking for? It's a, it's kind of a, it's not a joke. I mean, it's extremely serious, but maybe I think the, uh, Iranian government knows it's an election year. They know that, according to the polls, Trump's not doing great. Um, but, I mean, they're going to try to help Biden win because him and Obama hooked Iran up. You know, the Iran nuclear deal and different things. Um, and Biden's just the weaker person. I mean, he can't string together two sentences. You know, in the Democrat primary, he almost lost to Bernie Sanders. And after, you know, Demo the Democrat establishment and the more moderate the more moderate Democrats started turning out to vote. Sanders and Elizabeth Warren and all the really radical lefties started dropping out like flies. Uh, Biden, or Bernie hung in till the bitter end. And I think he may take a plea or to the convention. I don't know. He may be supporting Biden by now. I think I read I read way too much and everything becomes a blur in my head until I sort it out on paper. But Biden 
can't string together a damn sentence. Um, and he's just a feeble, goofy old man. When he was vice president, you know, he had all kinds of gaffes and goof-ups. You know, his son was involved in uh, alleged shady business practices in Ukraine with an oil company, and the Ukraine government has launched an investigation into Biden and his son, at least into the son, the son of Joe Biden, not the sunshine. Uh, so, you know, Biden is just a weak candidate, and some of these enemies of ours are um, going to attack Trump. In fact, it wouldn't surprise me if Russia didn't leak the story about assassinations or bounties on American troops uh, in some way to our intelligence community and then to the Biden campaign uh, in order to make Trump look bad. Trump has sanctioned Russia. Trump, uh, when we were cleaning up some mess in Syria. There were Russian mercenaries working for the Syrian government. And, you know, we killed the Russian mercenaries, or pardon me, I should say they're working for the Syrian government. There were Russian mercenaries in Syria and we killed just as many of them just like we did uh, the other bad guys in Syria. Uh, let me read some from this Air Force Times uh, article. Okay, so Interpol, via the Air Force Times article, said it wouldn't consider Iran's request, meaning Trump faces no danger of arrest. That's good. You never hear this in the mainstream media. However, the charges underscore the heightened tensions between Iran and the United States since Trump unilaterally withdrew America from Tehran's nuclear deal with world powers. Tehran prosecutor Ali Al-Qasmar said Trump and 35 others whom Iran accuses of the involvement and the January 3rd strike that killed General Qasem Soleimani in Baghdad face murder and terrorism charges. That's funny. A terrorist state accuses our president of terrorism. The state-run IRNA news agency reported. Al-Quizmer did not identify anyone else sought other than Trump, but stressed Iran would continue to pursue his, his prosecution even after his presidency ends. <laughs> Al-Quizmir also was quoted as saying Iran requested a red notice be put out for Trump and the others, which represents the highest level arrest request issued by Interpol. Local authorities generally make arrests 
on behalf of the country that requests it. The notice cannot force countries to arrest or extradite suspects. Now you think if Joe Biden does, if Joe Biden wins, you think Trump's gonna, yeah. But the Biden administration will arrest and deport Trump to Iran. Oh my God, what a bunch of, you know, I just think there's a link to this article in the description on YouTube. The, Please, Lord, let there be a red wave in November. Please, God, please, please. In Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, that was legit prayer, guys. I, I cannot see what will happen to this country if Biden wins. One, the economy is going to go back to trash like it was with um, Obama and Biden the last time around. Um, furthermore, yeah, Biden's going to cave to people like Iran. Also, um, also, um, You know, we're going to end up in a war with someone, whether it's North Korea or Russia, and that's dangerous. Yeah, I said, you know, a war with Russia would be quick and sweet and an American victory, but I don't want to see our men and women in war unless they have to be. Um... I'm not a war hawk. I believe wars should be fought to defend the American people. But I don't want to see us go to war and just have, you know, men and women over there getting killed and tortured and raped and uh, everything else. You know, um,. There was a Navy SEAL uh, who he was never captured, but he was um, part of the SEAL team that, that rescued uh, the young woman, Jessica Lynch, who uh, the Bush administration tried to make her out to be like a big hero. And there was going to be like uh, the Bush administration needed, uh, needed heroes because the Iraq invasion was not popular with the American people. Uh, I still have my reservations about it. And I almost didn't vote for my boy George W. after that. But that's another story. The matter of fact is, you know, this Navy SEAL was telling Joe Rogan, you know, uh, Jessica Lynch was raped. And... Rogan's like, well, how do you know that? And he's, the SEAL told him, if you're a man or a woman, it doesn't matter. If you get captured, you know, in Iraq or these other Muslim countries, you're getting raped. That's just how they humiliate you and how they, you know, degrade you uh, and hurt you physically and mentally. 
Um, so that that's the, that's why I say I don't want to see our men and women over getting killed, tortured, and raped. Um, people that have fought in these wars, um, I mean, fight to the death, I guess, because if you get captured, you're going to be tortured and raped, male or female. Um, but anyway, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just get, I love our country, and I love our soldiers, and I love people, and it just messes me up in the head to think of, you know, we've got, we could possibly have a president like Joe Biden, who's not all there, so his administration will go at the will of, like, the military-industrial complex, the deep state, if you will, and, and all this stuff. Um, it's going to be horrid. And, I mean, it's just going to be horrific. Um, speaking of horrific, uh, it seems like we're getting the second wave of the virus here in America. And what we're seeing is more testing, okay? But it's not the testing's fault. Um, as states have reopened, I mean, this is kind of, uh, I don't, <coughs> should should wait till the smoke was all out of my mouth till I, before I did that Homer Simpson impression. Let me try that again. This is kind of like a dull moment because you knew when bars and restaurants and other stores began to reopen, the virus would begin to spread. It's obviously an easy spreadable virus. It can, you know, it, if somebody sneezes uh, and their sneeze goes six feet, not, now if it goes six feet one inch, you're safe. But if that sneeze hits you from six feet away and that person has uh, the virus, you're gonna catch the virus too. Uh, but as long as you're six feet and one inch away, you're perfectly safe. Uh, right? Um, and we should be wearing masks more. Uh, you know, my when I wear my mask, it protects you from me. And when you wear your mask, it protects me from you. I take a... a, a for years, I've taken a regiment of... Uh, immune boosting minerals and vitamins and I haven't been sick in years um, herbs vitamins minerals so Florida Texas uh, are closing bars for the second time this year um, the article from CNN says Texas and Florida bar owners closing their doors a second time fear crushing impacts again link in the description on YouTube um, this also happened in Allegheny County Pennsylvania which is near to me it's 
basically Allegheny County is Pittsburgh, okay? Uh, Houston Bar Owner Scott Repas, Repass, Repas, I don't know, uh, co-owns and had been open about three weeks before the governor shut down their business again in response to a surge in virus cases. In the short time they were open, Repass says, staff followed safety guidelines to the T. They required customers to wear masks when moving around. They offered hand sanitizer at the door. Bartenders and servers wore masks. Nobody congregated and almost nobody used cash. But they didn't prove that didn't prove to be enough. Unsure of how long the second hit may last, Repass has now filed for unemployment and he's not alone. Bar owners across the state and in other parts of the country that were forced into second shutdown, into a second shutdown, say they don't know what time, what this time around may look like and whether they'll be able to survive it. Uh, and you know, the public safety has to be a priority here. Um, it, it's a shame that, you know, I was told 16% of the restaurants in Ohio that closed would never reopen. And that's proving to be true. Um, this is going to bolster a second round of uh, economic relief from our Congress and Senate, House of Representatives and Senate. The President's already said he is behind a second relief package um, and bigger checks to the American people. Or, well, he said very, very nice stimulus to the American people, stimulus checks, whatever. So, <clears throat> this is what we're faced with. Um, it's scary, it's sad, it's dangerous. Uh, I know I put on a lot of events in my town. I had to cancel all my summer events. Uh, now I'm fearing I may have to cancel my baby, my Christmas event uh, that I oh so love. Um, I don't know, man. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, so if I, if I don't cancel it, I may have to change it up. I, IDK. I don't know. So, um, with that, I have to sign off. Uh, it's been an hour. I've covered a lot of ground, a lot on my mind. So, God bless you all. Have a great, great time. And pray for one another, please. Please, please. God bless you. And have a great day.